Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we talk quarterbacks, we talk cash with a K, and we talk coaches climbing cranes. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and as we near the end of the week, football occupying more and more of your mind space. I'm sure if you're a Tech fan, we got the spring game coming up this weekend, and we'll have a whole lot to consider on the other side of that, tomorrow's episode, as we do wrap up the week, truly, we'll get you set with a spring game primer. Things to be on the lookout for. We'll talk format, uh, et cetera. Today, we've got football to discuss as well as getting to, you know, like a Red Raider junk drawer. If you went into Raider Red's kitchen, what's he got in his junk drawer? Miscellaneous campus activity that ain't quite just uh, so inconspicuous, I guess I would say crane climbing anyone we'll get to before we're out of here but we're gonna start with that very man the alleged claim i can't even say a crane climber (laughs) what a great way to kick it off there chris joey mcguire actually talking football this week and talking about guys that always get uh the opinions bubbling up right when you're talking about quarterbacks chris you're talking about guys that everybody uh seemingly has got a take on If the first guy is stinking, the second guy is the most popular guy on campus until he stinks, so on and so forth. We know how this process goes. But one thing I've been kind of interested to to hear from Coach McGuire, Coach Kitley, and some others this offseason was the downplaying of, I guess, Tyler Shuck really clearly emerging as the man. They're not dispelling that notion, but if you think, I guess, that the quarterback battle has been decided or come to an end or that there isn't a quarterback battle, you could be wrong. Let's take a listen, Chris, really quickly to Coach McGuire talking about just that. And I actually heard the reporter ask the question saying, probably not as you know hot of a competition as it was a season ago or something like that. And I kind of held that general feeling as well. It doesn't sound like Joey McGuire holds that feeling. Here's Coach McGuire on his two quarterbacks. Really, it's crazy. I think it's even more heated than last year because two things. One, uh, Tyler had such a a great finish of the year. He has so much confidence, and he feels great. He's like 230 pounds, 232. And then last year in the spring, I don't know if Barron truly believed because he hadn't done it uh, for a full game or multiple games that he was ready. You know, he walked in today to our strength staff and patted Lance on the butt and said, 217, big boy. So he's 217 pounds right now. He was like 203 in the bowl game. And he has a lot of swagger. You know, he believes that he could be the guy. And so it's been a – I couldn't ask for anything more when it comes out of that room in this spring game because, I mean, this spring practice because both of them – I mean, I really feel that we have two NFL quarterbacks. Um, I think that they both have the ability and will, um, you know, health-wise, uh, get to play on Sundays. And, and so it's it's really good to have those guys. And not only that, because there's some other teams that have that, but our guys have won games. You know, it's just not the potential of maybe a five-star or, or a guy that, uh, you know, is really highly recruited. Both of our guys have won games. And so excited about both of those guys. 
this is what's interesting is that it's not about because uh, I think we we are all just sitting here. We just want him to be healthy and be able to play on Saturdays. And he's already skipping to the next day of the week, man, and got him in the NFL, um, which I thought was that was funny because right. and he's not wrong. I mean, the, the, these are, you know, Co- Co- Coach McGuire, I think, is telling you the, these are guys that the, 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 they check the measurables box. They They just need to stay healthy and be productive and be good college quarterbacks which they to this point in their careers they've both been but uh I I I think this is uh, his commentary here is as much about Barron as it is anything and it's uh, I I think that you know Barron has made it you know hard uh, to to see some separation uh from the, Mm -hmm. the the battle if you will I I think though that Tyler has been very good all spring I think Tyler has Tyler Shuck has been just hadn't hadn't missed much. Um, he's also two thirty five, I think. And then you 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 hear because I think Joey is going out of his way to tell you, hey man, Baron's doing really good here, and he's he's gained weight uh, as all or as well, I should say. And mm-hmm. um, I, I just look, I, th- this isn't anything that we don't know. We knew that if you got these two kids back, you were going to be in really good shape if you can keep them here. And I think that you will, uh, as far as the, th- that position next year. And I, I'm going to maintain until somebody disproves it, or until you have somebody start and finish 13 games, you'll need both of them. You know, you just will, uh, <laughs> every school in the big 12, Last year, I think maybe with the exception of one, had had a different starting quarterback start either a game or, or two, or in, in some cases a lot more. So that's just the way it works. And I think Barron is maybe the maturation of him as a player is kind of starting to t- take place. The game's starting to slow down a little bit for him, and it that that puts you in a really good spot if you're if you're Texas Tech football and Zach Kitley because you want it to be a difficult decision. Um, but I, I still think – I think the, the best way to phrase it is that Tyler Shuck needs to be beaten out for this job. If, if they're tied, typically you go with the older guy. Uh, in some cases, I guess, it, depending on how you view it, in some cases if it's a tie, sometimes you do go with the younger guy. But I think the younger guy sometimes, which, which you have one, that there's two or three years difference in age and, and classification, all that – you need to be, you know, better um, than, than the older one. So it just depends on, I guess, the view, view of it. But I, I just – so I just go back to say that I think Tyler needs to be beaten out uh, for this job. Yeah, it's I like think. a – you're making me think of like a heavyweight title fight where regardless of how you feel about it, the challenger I think has to do a little extra more because you got to take it away from that. He's already got it. You can't just like even him or barely best him. You really need to even go a little further. You've got to yeah. take it away from him. And I do feel that way about Shuck. And, and I think the biggest reason why I say that is because people are like, why does why does Tyler need to be? Well, it's because he was five and zero as a starter last year, and it's because this four game winning streak that we talk about that you ended the season with, which is why there's some hype here. And and all that about your program, he was responsible for those starts. You know, he he beats yeah. Kansas, he beats Iowa State on the road, he beats Oklahoma at home, he goes and beats Ole Miss. And and again, I just right, wrong, or indifferent, I think that that holds some some weight to it. And I think that's why he's the one that needs to be 
you know, beaten out or unseated or however you want to phrase that. Uh, but yeah. uh, and he's going to make it very difficult to do that because, again, anytime you spend any time around around Tyler, he, he treats this thing like like professional football. He's very serious about this position and this job or or his situation. I mean, and he does all the little things. And I think, it, but it sounds like Barron has has had a really good spring too, according to Coach McGuire. And that's man, that's great for for the Red Raiders. Yeah, and the the second part of the McGuire comment on quarterbacks, you didn't hear it there, and it was actually just a little more uh, muddled conversational between head coach and reporter. So I didn't clip it for you, but he was asked about announcing a starter, um, and kind of surprisingly to me, maybe it's just because I'm dumb and surprised by obvious things. Uh, to everybody else, but kind of surprising to me, Chris, he's outlining basically, well, maybe in June, if not right after this spring game, we will make an announcement. Um, he says, you know, exit interviews on Monday and Tuesday to sit down with the guys before you have uh, your time apart. So um, might want to consider those conversations, yada, yada, yada. He said if he didn't tell either one of those guys before the weekend, he's you know, not wanting necessarily to uh, announce it publicly if he hadn't had that conversation. Anyway, just to give you the full picture of what else uh, was kind of said there at the tail end about this, the surprise for me is just the general thought of needing to announce something or like it being so competitive that you've got to provide some clarity. And I thought it was really interesting. This ties into the conversation you and I had, I think, a week ago. We talked about like, hey, is the quarterback position been stabilized um do you have some clear hierarchy or do you not and when we put that out chris i was um a little bit surprised by some of the answers within the youtube comments and again maybe i shouldn't be because it was basically all bases covered uh where you had one side saying who's even asking the question of course it's tyler shuck how is this even a question and then you got the other side saying no morton was too good when he had the chance uh, Shuck was good, but he wasn't good enough to just take it and run with it. And I was, I was more so in the camp of how is this even a question? Because I, and believe me, I was, I was the first one there after seeing Bo uh, Baron Morton in Stillwater, Oklahoma, thinking, all right, well, Tyler Shuck better go ahead and buy his bus ticket because his time is done as the starting quarterback at Texas Tech. I was wrong about that, but I, I don't know. I've been a little caught off guard, I guess, by, and I don't think it's just coach speak because that takes place too. But I've been a little bit caught off guard by just, I guess, the way the competition is described or or just uh, how, how competitive it really continues to be. Where are you in that range? Are, are you surprised, caught off guard by any of it? Did you kind of see this coming? Is it coach speak? How, how do you chop some of these things up uh, from your view? But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar, something exciting just around the corner, April 22nd at Built.com. That's April 22nd at Built.com. I can't spill the bucket on all the details just yet, but if you're familiar with how Built works, you know they've got the best protein bars in the world, and ever so often will hit you with an incredible flavor drop. Unreal flavor in limited quantity, so you want to be ready when it's happening. Mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd. That's built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be the first one to discover what the hype is about. I can't wait to find out what the new flavor is. Can it top the all-time flavor goat? Churro! We'll find out. 
Use the promo code at built.com, locked on 15. That's locked on 15 at built.com to get 15% off your order while you're there at built.com. And thank me later after you've tried your first built bar. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Are you surprised, caught off guard by any of it? Did you kind of see this coming? Is it coach speak? How, how do you chop some of these things up uh, from your view? You know, and, and I think uh, I think people want to fall in love with one guy or the other. Uh, I think that's natural. I think you want to have a guy, Absolutely. you know, for, if you're a fan, you want to, you want to, that's my guy, man. He's the, he's the leader of the team. That's my quarterback. You know, that kind of deal. Not, not yeah. to go Terrell, Terrell Owens on anybody. Uh, but well, it ain't um, Utah. We don't want to fall in love with multiple people. This is a great state. All right. Quarterback monogamy here in Texas. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I just know that you, again, both will be needed. Both will likely play. I don't think you're going to force the issue and trying to yeah. get both on the field at the same time. In, the, in those scenarios, I thought the, some of the, 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 the trick play type stuff in the red zone in the bowl game, I thought was really fun. Some of it worked, some of it could have worked, some of it didn't, but I, I just, uh, you know, cause pe- people, if we go back to last year, you know, we remember the Oklahoma state game for Baron and, and I think he lit it up and if he doesn't get dinged up, we may be having a different conversation uh, here, but do, do we remember the Baylor game? And he, he really struggled. Yes. Yeah, he really That's struggled right. in that game. And, you know, he was kind of the only option, I think, at the time and had those three interceptions. And you just, as a team, didn't – table was set, night game. You know, Mahomes was there. You you had all kinds of, of things, and it just, it just wasn't very pretty at all. And then Baylor kind of went on to not be very good uh, the rest of the way out, uh, like we thought they would. I, I think they we thought, okay, they're about to take off and turn it around and go win the league, and they were they were okay. Don't get, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. They just didn't they didn't start rattling them off and, and go win the league, obviously. Uh, but I, I just go back to the last thing that we've seen, and I think it it's not just an isolated incident. It was it was nice, steady. Uh, quarterback play you know and I think it was arm it was legs it was no turnovers it was winning I just you know so that 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 is the part that I think if you're barren you've got to be you know again you've got to be the challenger kind of taking down the champ in, in that in that analogy um I I think again I, I I'll be surprised if 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 Tyler Shuck isn't the starting quarterback, but it doesn't, that doesn't mean that that's who it will be. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a negative toward Baron Morton at, e- at all either. I mean, I just think that there's a, that there's a, you know, gap a, a bit, whether real or perceived. But again, so much of that is just last November and December, you know, and I, you, you just can't ignore that. And, 
Again, I think if Baron, though, was that much better than Tyler, I think that Zach and, and Joey and all that would go, all right, Morton, you, you, you're the guy. You're QB1. You know, I don't – there's no – they're not trying to hold anybody back or whatever, but I think if he was that much better, right. I think. But I, I'm I'm going to be fascinated in, in the announcement or lack thereof and just kind of the timing of it because with the portal and with all that. But sometimes coaches just want to – they want to get out in front of it and say – this is the guy, this is who the team can now look to for leadership and, and all those kinds of things. And, you know, there's different philosophies there. Some some sure. internally know who, who the guy's going to be, and it's like the team kind of knows, but we're just not going to tell everybody. And some, you know, maybe in this case, maybe they do get out in front of it and just say, hey, let's just go tell the world, you know, who the, who the guy is so everybody knows and – we can send him to media days in the summer and we can kind of prepare as such and <laughs> right. and all that. But again, you're running the risk of, of the, the guy that didn't win the job, you know, going, well, it didn't work for me here. I'm out, you know, so who, who the heck knows? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a problem that that is not a problem that's at the feet of the coaches or the student athletes. Uh, that's at the problem at the feet of those who, write such regulations uh incredibly silly and something that probably needs to be addressed but it's the reality right now so yeah you do have to take that into consideration guy losing a job and then bouncing uh this close to the season shout out to mike gundy and the oklahoma state cowboys i think you also chris have to just really admire the intestinal fortitude of both of these guys probably goes without saying Very much and i would so. even say in particular tyler shuck because i doubt i was the only one uh, that when Baron Morton is looking like he was looking as such a young guy that thought, all right, well, the future is now. I think that I put that on a thumbnail after that game. The future <laughs> is freaking now. And then a couple of weeks later, Baron Morton was in a boot in Fort Worth. I was like, okay, well, hey, back, rewind the future a little bit. We're going to hold <laughs> off in that future for just a minute. But so Shuck has his issue from a year ago, two years ago, pardon me, comes back from that. Boom. Now, oh, you thought it was going to be easy now? Mr. Adversity going to smack you in the face a little bit more. Then comes back from that, and he on the other side of it, he's coming back uh, on the heels of quarterbacks who have done some good things. I mean, we're just excluding Donovan Smith kind of because he's not relevant as a Red Raider anymore, but he was a part of some of those wins in the meantime, in between time. And Tyler Shuck is still able to put in the work, continue to grind, come back, not only make it back, but then be successful. And I just – that was a totally different, I think, kind of uh, tone or tenor of the conversation last year as compared uh, to the last of the Wells era. Because, like, your quarterback goes down, you still stink all year. Like, you know, uh, yeah, you got to get back, and there's pressure to that. But it's got to be even different, Chris, when you're out, and then, like, your team is doing some exciting things. And some of these other quarterbacks are, are like, flashing and making plays here. And you're like, holy crap, I, I don't know. Am I going to have a seat at the table? Well, he, he stayed glued in and obviously had a seat. And then, uh, boy, he ate when he got back to the table. There's no question about that. I admire the intangibles and the intestinal fortitude of both of these guys at such young ages. But before we're done with quarterbacks and we get onto that Red Raider junk drawer, uh, Chris, I, I wanted to ask you really just from a football sense between the lines. We, we've marveled so much at the way Tyler Shuck was kind of used as the season progressed. Uh, the name Colin Klein has been mentioned here or there, which should be exciting because that was uh, a winning way of using a quarterback. Is Baron Morton in that kind of category? What do you really think there is as far as what Zach Kitley can do with either one of those guys in that regard? Or 
are they similar enough to really not change it much on the play sheet? I, you know, the, the, the Colin Klein reference was, was how you kind of, you know, finish the game at Iowa state when you just start running QB power and you just basically load up one line of the one side of the line of scrimmage and overload it. And, and you just kind of snap it and you just sit there and stare at everybody for what feels like two minutes. And then you just kind of, and you get three or four yards and then you kind of are moving the chains and it's the most maddening thing ever when you're on the defensive side (laughs) And it's oh, been done to the Red Raiders a gazillion times, it feels like. And so yes, it has. I'm, I'm watching this play out and I'm thinking like, this is more fun than I should be having right now because you're doing it to somebody else. Baron, I don't think you would do that type of thing with. I do think, though, that everything else is, you know, on, on the, you know, on the menu, you know, as far as. Yeah. You know, and again, it's a difference of about twenty pounds ish, you know, between between the two kids. And I, I do think, you know, I I think Baron is probably um better thrower on the run. I think he he's got some unorthodox things with arm angles and all those things. I think Tyler and and their arm strength is very similar. I think you could argue that Barron is maybe a little faster or quicker, but I just think that the toughness – now, I'm going to say this about Tyler, and he's gotten dinged up a few times, and so that's the criticism of him. So people are like, what do you mean he's tough? He can't He can't take it. He keeps – you know, he, he keeps getting broken. I'm right. just going to go off of that stretch that we saw at the tail end. I think he did show some toughness, and he did, uh, you know, deliver hits. Look, your, your, your quarterbacks – People probably don't realize this. I think your quarterbacks totaled last year 11 rushing touchdowns, okay? And I mm. think that the, the bulk of that came from Tyler and from Donovan. But I just think there's going to be a component of a QB run game here, especially in the red zone, that I just – I think that both guys are going to do and be asked to do. But I think that very similar – I just don't know if you're running QB power type stuff with Barron like you, you like you did with Shuck. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I'm telling you, man, anytime you're getting into QB power stuff, I just thought it was awesome just because I've seen that done to you. <laughs> and that typically means you're in a position to try to ice a game. And I was, I'm, I was here for it. Right. You know, there's a difference between injury prone, I think, and toughness. If your clavicle's broken, your clavicle's broken. (laughs) Tough guy ain't going to throw a football no matter how tough he is if it's broken. So I I think those things do have to be separated. And really, when you're talking about the experience of Tyler Shuck and the relative inexperience still of Baron Morton, that's just hard to replace. You know, what what he has seen on a football field or what he's seen in film rooms and things like that, uh, just being older, is hard to replace. Um, as they say, the devil doesn't know what he knows because he's the devil. He knows it because he's older. Um, so I, I don't know exactly where to pick apart similarities or differences, but you like a lot about what they do similarly and some of what they do individually that maybe is unique uh, unto themselves. Can't wait to see it on the field uh, in a certain way coming up this weekend. And we'll be back to it tomorrow to get you ready for that spring game. Uh, from Lowry Field here in the LBK. First, however, we're back for one more next to wrap it up as we dive in to the Texas Tech junk drawer. General campus activity. Head coach trying to climb a crane. Wife says no. Lamar Washington, uh-huh or uh-uh. He says uh-uh. And straight Gavin 
cash, homie. We get to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen, especially yeah. those everydayers out there. <laughs> Every damn Disney, thank you. And sometimes I think maybe you just, I don't know, fall asleep, leave the YouTube running, just keeps giving you video. I don't care. <laughs> Doctor's lobby, furniture store, wherever we may appear on a television, computer screen, or mobile device. Uh, we appreciate you dialing us up. Chris, I didn't, <laughs> we didn't know exactly like how to package these three blips on the news radar so to speak uh but we thought a junk drawer kind of approach would be be a good way to tackle this thing you know everybody's got a junk drawer in their kitchen so if you're walking into Raider Red's kitchen what's going on in the junk drawer of course you're gonna have some scissors some fingernail clippers some scotch tape (laughs) keys to a house you hadn't lived in in 25 years and some pizza hut crushed pepper maybe some parmesan you know that's got to be in there as well (laughs) (laughs) spicy ketchup. I don't know what your style is, but we've all got a junk drawer. I mentioned some of the things that were in that drawer, entertainingly enough, this week. Some a little easier to laugh at, I guess. But whether it is Joey McGuire and the toughest, hardest working, most competitive crane in the country, Lamar Washington refuting transfer portal rumors, or Gavin Cash destroying baseballs. It's a baseball genocide going on at Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park right now. Thought we should spend some time tackling each of these, at least for a moment, Chris. So where would you like to start, my friend? And in my junk drawer, there's multiple pins that don't work. Um, you know, some, you know the, the, there's there's the there's the paper clips, um, you know, maybe some staples and no stapler. I mean, you know, there, there, there's all Obviously, kinds of. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Gavin Cash has been one of the bright spots mm. really of the athletic program. I think really no matter the sport uh, of the entire year for Texas Tech, um, 18th and 19th home runs yesterday. I think second in the country in RBIs um, and you were placed a lot off of last year's team. You know, there is no more young brothers uh, that are playing for you. And so you kind of wondered where, you know, I think you're the only team. I think I'm, I'm right here. I think you're the only program in the big 12 that as a team is hitting over 300. I think that is, uh, that is impressive. And you, you're always good on offense here. If the pitching can come around and kind of be a little bit more consistent, I think uh, you, you're, you're kind of starting to figure it out, but it's, it's, he has got some Big 12 Player of the Year type vibes going here. Um, and I think that yeah. is not something anybody would have pre- predicted or projected before the season uh, started. But, uh, yeah, man, there's something about playing first base for the Old Red Raiders, man. They they certainly figure out ways to, you know, because Tim Tadlock will uh, fam- has famously said to, to multiple people, you can hit. I'll find somewhere for him to stand. You know, we'll we'll, we'll figure yeah. out somewhere where they can play. If you if you can hit, you can play for me, man. You know, I'll we'll get you a glove and just you know post you up somewhere. But uh, but yeah, no. So the Red Raider first baseman, kind of the lineage there, has been very impressive. But Cash is just, I mean, if he can keep this up, I mean, it because uh, you, you've got what 16, 17 games left. I guess that doesn't count. You know, tournament regular season stuff. This is regular season, I think, scheduled, and so. I mean, who knows how how much we can do here? Now he has hit five home runs in his last six games, so he's red hot. You know, baseball is very difficult. 
so we'll see. I think that they host the Bears this weekend here in, in, in Lubbock. And so, I don't know, maybe the wind will be flying out a little bit. Maybe he gets up, uh, gets a few up in the air, man, and keep increasing that total. But it's been fun to watch, man. And I, he's getting lots of accolades and, and deservedly so. Oh, yeah. I think he's second nationally right now um, with those 19, but saw already that he was keeping company of guys like uh, Clint Bryant, Mike Humphreys, uh, et cetera, on some single season lists. So, uh, doing some incredible things and a sight to behold. If oh, you Joe have not beheld it yet, yeah, maybe make your way yeah. out to Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park. Uh, had should have some decent weather here this weekend in West Texas. And I, I don't know, Chris, uh, uh, who to compliment on this, but yeah, whatever the aura is at for, at first base for the Red Raiders typically turns in to pretty good things. Now, if he can just piss off an old man in a Miami Hurricanes uniform, <laughs> he'll really join a legendary cast. Uh, all right. How about number two on the list? Let's get to Lamar Washington, because this was really interesting. Uh, just in the last 24 to 36 hours or so, I guess. I, I never know what to call things on Twitter. Are they reports? Whatever. I don't know. Somebody's saying Lamar Washington will enter the transfer portal. And then Lamar Washington says, nah, how did this actually go down? What'd you see? I think there was a report out that said he he was going to, in, intended on entering the portal, and then he immediately comes out and says, "I'm not in the portal." So let's pierce, you know, or, or parse the the words there. You know, nobody said you were in it; they just said you intended on going, and then you immediately come out and said, "I'm not in it." So the report could technically still be true if we want to go that route, but I hmm. guess. I, my big takeaway is that there's some smoke there, you know, and I think that, you know, sometimes this stuff doesn't just come out of thin air or, you know, whatever. And so I, it's just worth monitoring. Lamar Washington is a player that you want to monitor. What I did think was interesting is Matt Brower, one of Coach McCaslin's assistants, immediately kind of, I think, retweeted the false news, not in the portal. And so that tells me just by that alone, that tells me, they're interested in keeping him. Okay, I'm 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 left to read the tea leaves there and and assume a bit, but you're you're not. If, if somebody is saying a hey, false news, I'm not in the portal, and then and nobody says anything, you, you know, you can think one thing, but when when you're some staff members start pushing that message out on their platform as well, I think that that gives you an indication mm. they're interested in keeping Lamar here. But again, worth monitoring. Um, I think, uh, you know, it, it, and like I said, man, I think all these guys, no matter if you think they're locked in or not locked in or whatever, until you hear from them or until we get team picture and you, you just have to be careful about assuming too much. So um, because right there, I think a lot of people thought ah, Lamar's good to go. And then we see this kerfluffle uh, yesterday and and, 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 it, and nothing has ultimately changed, but you're not sure what to make of it. But I just think it's worth worth monitoring for sure. Also worth monitoring anyone that'll use the word kerfuffle. <laughs> one of my uh, favorites out there. Um, I don't know if you, young Chris Level, aspiring sports broadcaster Chris Level, roaming the hallways of Texas Tech University. Man, I can't wait to cover sports, talk about sports, whatever with sports. Did you ever consider the skills required to process assistant coach tweets or retweets? No, you probably did not. Look at how we have evolved over the years. Twitter tea leaves. That's us, my friend. Okay, before we're done, 
Joey McGuire tells someone, I guess, 3,000 retweets on a tweet, I'm going to climb the toughest, hardest working, most competitive crane in the country, and that's the one sitting at Jones Stadium right now. Sounds like Mrs. McGuire was trying to throw a, a bucket of cold water on that, but I'll defer to Mr. Coach Klein and say, what well, mama don't know, don't hurt her. Should we get <laughs> Coach McGuire in a Bobby Valentine mustache and glasses set up, or what do we need to do here to get this man to the top of that crane? Because we've already got the retweets. That's done. Bobby Valentine with the Groucho Marx uh, deal <laughs> in a Mets uniform off to the side. But, and, I mean, what, what are we doing, man? Bobby V. He's just looking I, around the corner like, anybody see <laughs> Greatness, man. Absolute greatness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just, just thumbing his nose just to, to the MLB and everybody. It's just awesome. Oh, I love um, Bobby, man. I, um, uh, you know, maybe this was Joey's grand plan. Hey, man, I'll, I'll, we'll get the retweets and then Debbie can shoot it down. So I, I don't have to actually go do this. No, I, <laughs> right. I, I have no, I, I think, uh, I think what's funny here is that it is, this was going to be something, I guess, it was like, man, this will be fun. Because, I mean, it would have been covered and filmed and and all that. <laughs> but that crane, I mean, if you've seen it, it uh, it's got to be eight to ten stories tall. Um, and it's it's up there by itself. It's a it's a big boy crane now. It's not some flimsy little deal where there's iron and steel involved. Right. Um, but um, I... Uh, I thought that there's going to have to be some safety harnesses times two. You're going to have to, I mean, there's going to have to be waivers signed. I mean, you know, it's going to be a non-windy, windy day. Uh, but I thought it was uh, funny because Debbie's like, you, you go up on that crane, there's going to be a couch that you're going to be real comfortable with. Uh, and, and I think she did, she did mention that I think there was maybe a, a horse, a horse incident at the Houston rodeo, maybe, Coach McGuire got bucked off or fell off or something. So I think she she's trying to explain to him feet on the ground, dude. This is where this is where you know your your, your feet belong, not not up on the uh That's not the saying. You fall <laughs> off a horse, you get back on a crane, I think is how the saying goes. <laughs> Like I, I appreciated the I appreciated the fun though that everybody was having with this. That that's what it ultimately that's going to be the big takeaway is that yeah. you you keep yourself relevant. It's fun. People were kind of engaged with it, and that that's really the the ultimate takeaway. Not that there may or may not be Kenny Perry and Joey McGuire up on top of the crane because it sounds like yeah. not having it. Coach Coach McGuire did also volunteer Kenny Perry to join him. Uh, at the top of the crane. And no, I, I will say that is not my ultimate takeaway. My ultimate takeaway will be when the man is at the top of the crane. Man says 3,000 <laughs> retweets, I'm up there. The man gets 3,000 retweets, you better get up there. I don't know what people are talking about freaking out like he's going to climb it like King Kong on the, <laughs> the, the outside of the Empire State Building. I mean, you know there's a guy up there every day, right? Isn't there somebody sitting in that box? I mean, there's, there's a safe way. OSHA approved. Get this guy up there. Five star, like who's up there that he could be waving a flag with their face on it? Recruit, <laughs> recruit. <laughs> now, Tommy Tuberville would never do this, and he couldn't because the wind and those ears at the top of the crane would be far too dangerous. That dude would be hang gliding out to the Gulf of Mexico before we knew it. <laughs> any, any further analysis to add to Crane Gate? Because I'm still wanting him up there. And look, 
I understand using your wife as an excuse to get out of something, using your kids as an excuse to get out of something. That's one of the most valued reasons why I would love uh, to have a child someday, to be able to use that child to not do things others want me to do. But there's also a time when the man just has to say, honey, this is what I'm doing to feed our family. All right. Part of the job. You didn't know I was going to be climbing a 10 story crane when I signed the contract, but I said, I was going to do what was asked of me. And this is what has been asked of me. They got a helmet. He could have worn, he could have worn a Texas tech football helmet, uh, you know, at the, at the top. That, that would have been, that would have been good. That would have been the brand. Am I right? It would have That's been the exactly brand. Right. Yeah. He'll Maybe have a dive off into a tiny pool. <laughs> He'll have a rebuttal. He'll have a rebuttal. Uh, I can't wait to see what what we get uh, with uh, yeah, his, we'll his response. He'll be asked about it for sure. Well, that I was telling good. you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was saying well, that, that I enjoyed the junk drawer. We'll have to do that again sometime. Yeah, I did enjoy the rummaging through the junk drawer uh, as well. But I, I'm telling you that you want to get butts in the seats for a spring game, have a head coach climb a 10-story crane. <laughs> I really feel like this could take off. I'm all of a sudden interested uh, in the spring game again. We'll see. Holds your breath only about, what, 48 hours away. Less than that, we'll find out, I suppose. We're back on the other side tomorrow to get you set for the spring contest. We'll talk format and some things to be on the lookout for as we try to get back into what? Yeah, tea leaves, reading between the lines. Gleaming from the field of spring football as it is soon to come to an end. Time flies when you're having fun or doing whatever we do, and we're glad to be doing it with you each day here on Locked On Texas Tech. Chris? Thanks for your time as always, man. Enjoyed it. Absolutely, man. And enjoyed it. Keep hope alive, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow as we get ready for the red and black game on Saturday. That's right. We'll wrap up the week with you tomorrow. Be here on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube if you have not so far so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next time around on Locked on Texas Tech.